In today's episode, I will tell you about a situation when I once told my client to go back to Dropbox. Welcome to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you are an end user, power user, or administrator, frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes happening in SharePoint Online and Office 365, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, you can expect easy, insightful, and actionable steps that will help you correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Office 365. And now, your host, Greg Zelfand. Hello again. Welcome to episode number 22 of SharePoint Maven podcast. And today I'll tell you about a situation when I once told my client to go back to Dropbox. So I actually had a call with a potential client several weeks ago, and they were considering SharePoint Online, uh, among other tools. And they asked me an interesting question. They asked me if I ever told any of my previous clients that SharePoint is not the right solution for them. And ironically, there was a situation about a year ago when I did tell one of my clients to go back to Dropbox. Now, I know you may find this a bit strange and weird. After all, I'm a SharePoint consultant, and obviously I'm biased you know, towards SharePoint and SharePoint Online and Office 365. However, at the end of the day, I want my clients to be successful, no matter what tool they decide to utilize. So I was working with this client about a year ago, and what they did, they acquired SharePoint Online, Officer 65, and they migrated all their files and folders from Dropbox to SharePoint Online. However, what they did is something that you are not supposed to do in SharePoint at all. They migrated everything, all their files and folders from Dropbox to a single SharePoint site and a single document library on that SharePoint site. And of course, they ran into all sorts of issues. They encountered the famous 5,000 view item limit issue because their library had several hundred thousand files and folders, or again, all in the same document library. Their library pretty much became unusable. Uh, it became too slow. Um, performance was terrible uh, just because of the number of uh, files and folders in the same library. Uh, obviously, some features have been disabled due to this uh, 5,000 view item limit. Uh, for example, they could not set uh, you know, permissions on certain files and folders. They could not rename certain files and folders, etc. In addition to the 5,000 view item uh, limit, they also encountered the URL issue. This happens, of course, when you have very, very deep folder hierarchy and extra long file names. You're only allowed up to 400 characters in the URL in that path. And when you obviously have very, very deep folder hierarchy, uh, you do exceed the limit and again, run into the issues. Same issue would occur on the Windows side of things when you decide to synchronize uh, the library to, uh, to the computer. In Windows, we have 256 character limit. So they ran into those issues as well. And speaking of OneDrive Sync, they also ran into issues related to the synchronization as well. Due to the massive size of that single document library, the users could just never finish synchronization. It was constantly spinning the wheel and led to all sorts of uh, conflicts uh, when users were trying to synchronize that single library to their PCs. So the client was actually trying to deal with all those uh, sorts of issues and they hired me to discuss uh, the problems that they were having as well as come up with a plan to mitigate uh, these issues. And the solution to this is uh, pretty straightforward, all right? I mean, essentially what I tell uh, all my clients is that you're not supposed to use SharePoint just like Dropbox, just like another file share. 
So essentially what I advised my client to do was uh, flatten their information architecture. In SharePoint, of course, we have the concept of sites and we have a concept of multiple document libraries per site. So essentially I advised my client to uh, flatten the architecture, uh, create a number of SharePoint sites, uh, create a number of document libraries on each and every site, and essentially spread all this content that they have in a single library among many, many sites and libraries. I also advise my client to set security at the site level, not to set it up at the uh, file or folder level. And I've also also explained uh, the selective sync feature on OneDrive Sync, uh, which will allow users to only select files and folders that they actually need, not the entire document library. And lastly, I also, of course, advise my client to invest some time uh, into training and making sure the users uh, do understand um, how SharePoint works, how OneDrive works, and essentially explain all the major differences between SharePoint and uh, Dropbox. All of those techniques, all these uh, things I just listed, they're pretty much standard techniques on how to uh, mitigate uh, things like this from happening again in SharePoint. This is just how SharePoint works. This is nothing uh, that is extraordinary. And unfortunately, it didn't really go well with uh, my client in that particular scenario. Uh, they had an expectation that SharePoint uh, would be just like Dropbox, all right, pretty much uh, exact same experience. Uh, unfortunately, it was not up to their expectations. Uh, they became concerned about all these different sites they had to create, all these different libraries they had to create. They were concerned about users uh, you know, trying to navigate uh, all of these files and folders because they were used to going to a single place and now they would need to go to multiple you know, locations uh, in SharePoint to access the same information. And even though users could still synchronize all these multiple locations, all these multiple document libraries to their Windows Explorer, that was still not good enough. Again, the, the client was really disappointed and concerned about all these additional things, uh, essentially the change management aspect. And again, these are usually the things uh, that are easily mitigated through proper training, um, but in this particular case, the client decided uh, not to do that. Now, again, in my opinion, and you know, obviously I'm a SharePoint consultant, so I'm obviously biased in my opinion, uh, while it is a major you know, kind of shift a major change for end users in terms of the experience and being able to access the information. SharePoint is obviously much more scalable. It does allow uh, for more than just file management unlike Dropbox and other cloud platforms, right? With SharePoint, you have the advantage of uh, using other web parts, not just a document library, you have other web parts. And of course, if we talk about the whole Office 365 ecosystem, we have the benefit of using other applications we have uh, within Office 365, like Teams, Planner, uh, et cetera. So in this particular case, uh, again, the client really did not want to break up that single document library. There is not much uh, I could do. There is not much anyone can do uh, to really improve the performance and uh, get rid of the issues that the client uh, had. When the client decided to migrate from Dropbox to SharePoint Online, it was purely a financial decision. It was not a decision based on features or a particular use case. Uh, it was strictly a financial decision. And that is the worst decision you can make as an organization. I mean, obviously, financial aspect is pretty important, but I would base your decision on use cases, on business use cases, uh, as well as the feature sets that are important to you as an organization. I think comparing Dropbox with SharePoint Online and Office 365 is wrong. They're completely from two different planets, two different leagues, if you will. 
Now, I have nothing against Dropbox. It's a fine tool and I actually use it on a daily basis for personal storage, for personal file storage. However, you cannot really compare it to SharePoint, right? The idea behind SharePoint is that it's more than just files and folders. The idea behind SharePoint is that you can build internet portals, you can build communication sites, you know, team sites, pages, utilize other web parts, etc. And then, of course, if we look at the whole Office 365 ecosystem, we have more than just SharePoint. We have more than just, you know, file storage, if you will. We also have other applications that we can utilize as well. We have Teams, we have Planner, we obviously have Outlook, we have um, Power Automate, Power Apps, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what I described in this particular episode is kind of unique. I don't think I ever told anyone else to go back to Dropbox. Uh, I usually explain the way SharePoint works and usually, usually organizations make the right decision and you know decide to re-engineer uh, re-architect uh, the uh, repository uh, with multiple sites and multiple libraries, etc. So hopefully, if you are transitioning, if you're in the process of transitioning from Dropbox or any other cloud solution, or even if file shares to SharePoint Online and Office 365, hopefully you will consider other use cases, not just the financial one, but hopefully you will also consider the other use cases and other features that your users might need and benefit from in SharePoint Online and Office 365. And hopefully, obviously, you will do the right thing. And before you hit that migrate button, uh, hopefully you set up your information architecture correctly. Hopefully you will create all this multiple sites, uh, multiple libraries, uh, migrate all the content, and very, very important, train your users to the new way of collaboration in SharePoint Online and Office 365. And if you do all of this, I will never tell you to go back to Dropbox. All right, so that's all I wanted to cover in this particular episode. Hopefully, you picked up on something new today. As always, happy to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com, and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the day. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. 